Communications Manager for SCLO Center Region Library. We are located in the heart of downtown State College on the corner of Beaver Avenue and Allen Street. And this episode is dropping on Wednesday, March 13th, 2019. So hope everyone, if you had a spring break last week, had a chance to relax and enjoy yourself. If you didn't have school or were able to take off work, hope you maybe got away for a little bit. Hope everyone's back and rested and ready to go as we hit the midpoint of March. And we're almost to spring officially, so that'll be good. The snow will be gone. Um, and we have a great episode today. I talked with Rebecca Roan. She used to work at SCLO. She, well, she interned at SCLO. She volunteered here at the library. And she worked as a children's library assistant in the spring of 2015. She now lives in northeastern Pennsylvania, where she works in the book publishing division at Highlights for Children. And she just came out with her debut picture book, Dragons Get Colds 2, which has already received uh, some honors. It won the Penn New England Children's Book Discovery Award. And Rebecca's going to be sort of coming back home. Uh, she's a state high grad and uh, grew up in Pennsylvania Furnace. She's going to be coming to the library on Sunday, March 24th for a book launch party starting at 2.30 p.m. It's going to be in our community room, uh, besides, obviously, uh, looking, reading the book and talking about the book. There'll be activities and a book signing. So it should be a, a great time to have Re- welcome Rebecca back to the library with her debut book. Uh, that's always exciting for a library to see uh, sort of, uh, you know, someone who grew up here <laughs> at SCLO and now has a book that we can uh, have in our library. So hope you enjoy my conversation with Rebecca Roan, who uh, came, comes out with her picture book, came out with her picture book, Dragons Get Colds Too. Today we're thrilled to have uh, Rebecca Roan on our show. Um, Rebecca did a lot, a lot of stuff at SCLO. She worked here, volunteered here, interned here, and now she'll be coming back here on March 24th to celebrate the release of her her uh, debut picture book, Dragons Get Colds, uh, Get Colds Too, and uh, it's already received a, an award from the Penn New England Children's Book Discovery Award. Uh, it's gotten great reviews, and uh, so Rebecca, first of all, congratulations on the book. Um, Thank and, you so much. Yeah. I mean, how long have you been? Has this been like a, a, a long time coming? Have you thought a lot about uh, doing a book? Um, yeah, it's been. Um, <laughs> I think like I always wanted to write children's books. Um, I think it wasn't until I was maybe in college that I really decided that I wanted to really go for that I just it was just always kind of one of those dreams that you think well that's not going to happen um so yeah when I kind of got to uh college and I started thinking about what did I want to do after college I just really realized that I wanted to write children's books so kind of happened from there (laughs) and uh and I should mention uh Rebecca is obviously um is a native here she went to uh lived grew up in Pennsylvania furnace and went to state high Mm -hmm. and Penn State. Um, what I guess uh, are you excited to be 
coming back coming back home to, to for this event? Yeah, I am just because um, I've done so much in the town. I've um, I was a preschool teacher in the area. I was bookseller at Barnes and Noble for a while, and working at the library. And it's just nice to be back there and celebrating with um, so many of my friends and family. So it's very exciting. Yeah, as um, working with children and obviously writing books for children been a main part of your life. Can you talk about how that developed, where that came from? Was that always a, a big part for you? Um, well, um, I think uh, really just like working with children over the years, it just kind of, um, I find kids just really funny people in general. And uh, so I always was really drawn to um, stories about kids um, and picture books just really um, kind of dig into that. They really look at what um, what kids are dealing with in their everyday lives. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's serious, and um, I just really like uh, seeing how books explore that. And um, picture books are just so fun because they're such a visual medium as well as having the text with it. So having that um, pairing between the two is just very exciting and it's just so um so easy an easy entry point for kids to start reading is by reading the pictures so i really i really loved um early on in my career when i was working um as a preschool teacher i really loved um using books as much as possible and just seeing how kids um just got excited just by seeing the pictures and reading the pictures um, when they couldn't read the text yet. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I just have always been really excited about picture books in general. So it just seemed like a perfect fit for me to work towards writing picture books. That's great. Yeah. You mentioned, uh, in our sort of correspondence before this, that you, one of your mm-hmm. favorite parts or maybe your favorite part of working in the children's department at school was matching kids to books. Um, what, I guess, how did that, how, what kind of town or what, how did you like match a kid with a book? How could you tell what they were maybe into or, or liked? Um, well, I mean, one of the biggest things, even when I was working as a bookseller, it was really just asking, what do you like to read? What kinds of things are you interested in? And um, I read a lot. So I really spent a lot of time researching what books were in our library, what was um, available and just try to, figure out like what they're interested in matching them with something that sounds like goes with what their interests are, because you're more likely to not only read a book, but finish a book if you love what it's about. And that was something that I felt like I really needed as a kid was to have people point out books that were about my interest. Um, so I really just try to pair them up with something that they're going to be excited about. And also explaining that if you don't like this book, that's okay. You can find another one. There are so many other books on this very similar topic. So just, you know, it's all about matching a kid with something that speaks to them. And sometimes um, some books are great for certain kids and some aren't for some kids. So it's just kind of, you know, giving them lots of options. So I really, I love doing that. It was really fun. And that's the one thing about when I worked at school, the team, especially in the children's department that I worked with, they were just so good at doing that. They read a lot and they just enjoyed that. So it's really just kind of um, contagious getting excited about, 
putting books in the hands of kids. So. When, when you were a kid that was going to the library, a big part for, uh, of your uh, youth and, and going and picking out books? Um, I think um, when I was a kid, um, we lived um, a good ways out of town. So we didn't get to go to Sklo's that often. And it was when Sklo had didn't have the parking lot. <laughs> so um, it was a little trickier for my mom to park downtown. So when we went, it was a big deal when we got to go. So um, it's interesting because I didn't get to go as much as I probably would have liked to as a kid. But I definitely remember when we got to go to the library, it felt very magical every time because there were so many books and so many people who were just excited to have kids in there and talk about books. Um, and so like having a library available and one like flow that I grew up with that had just so many opportunities, um, for different types of books, um, and different types of programming was just very exciting. That's great. Any favorite moments from your time at SCLO, either as an intern, volunteer, or working? I mean, any, uh, any moments that stand out to you? Um, I think I spent a lot of time there during the summer reading program. Um, that was mainly when I was um, working there. And I just really love the kind of energy that's there. It's not necessarily something in particular that sticks out. It's just the energy that is around um, the summer reading program because kids are just ready to get started to jump into reading, which is really exciting. And it's helpful that it's like really fostered by the librarians there because they are just as excited to get into it. So, uh, yeah, I just, I've always loved the summer reading program. I always thought that was really fun. That's great. Yeah, we're a couple of months away from that now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, with your book, how I guess can you talk about how the idea came about, or you know, what um, you know, developing the idea of dragons get colts too, or you know, where, you know, when did you start working on that? Uh, well, um, so I actually started writing the first manuscript I wrote in 2013. I was in grad school. And I was taking a class on humor in children's literature. And I, um, one of the options for, um, for one of the final projects was you could just write a paper on humor in children's literature, or you could write a manuscript that's a humorous manuscript and then kind of pick it apart. So I decided to write a manuscript. And um, it actually wasn't originally going to be about dragons. It was something completely different. And I struggled so much um, to just write something. I was really struggling. And it was at the same time, I was sick with a horrible head cold. And I was just, I couldn't figure out what to do with the manuscript I was writing. So I took a break and I watched some old movies and some new movies and read some books. And I was like, why am I trying so hard to write something that is not working? And so I was like, I should write about a cold because that's all I can think about right now. So um, it just kind of uh, came together. Um, yeah, it kind of worked out well. So have you have you always had a fascination for dragons? I have always liked. Um, I always like mythical creatures in general. Um, I think um, for 
choosing to go with the dragon um, for this, I I just felt like what character is going to be just kind of unusual pet to have um, one that you definitely wouldn't see like a normal kid having, um, but could be really fun to play around with. Um, and so I think that's why I originally went with the dragon. I also had been recently reading um, the books, uh, how to train your dragon. So that was kind of in my head as well. Um, so I think it was just kind of at the right moment. It just really worked out well. <laughs> so um yeah, so I wrote um, I wrote the main script, and um, I ended up spending several months working on it and trying to um, tighten it up and um, you know rewrite it. And part of like writing humor is interesting because um, you write a joke and it's funny the first time, but when you're going back and revising, like the question I was constantly asking myself when I was writing it was, how can you one up the joke? Um, so that's something that I spent a very long time working on. And it's interesting with um, this book because the text is pretty formal and it's supposed to read like um, kind of like in the style of the 1950s instructional film, like those old ones where it's like telling you how to party plan or telling you how to play dodgeball or something like that. So it's supposed to be very formal and feel somewhat unachievable. And then part of writing the joke for me was really putting in some notes um, for the illustrator on kind of seeing where the contradiction is. Um, and so that was kind of an interesting challenge because I am not the illustrator for this book, but trying to figure out how to explain where the joke is in this like very formal text while not while at the same time leaving room for the illustrator to do their magic. Yeah. That's a part, um, (laughs) an interesting part with with children's books. Can you talk about the relationship you have with the illustrator? Was it someone you knew or how, how did, how did that come about? Sure. Um, well, when we were originally trying to figure out, um, what illustrator to go with for this. Um, my editor, thankfully, was really, um, really willing to kind of work with me on like what I, my vision was. And thankfully, we had the very same kind of concept of what we were looking for. So we had gone back and forth and I had suggested a bunch of different illustrators that I thought could be a good fit. One of the things that I was really looking for was someone who um, was really good at facial expressions because we really needed whoever was the illustrator to really bring half the story alive because with the text being so literal and we needed someone to contradict that and make it really fun and the reality of how it is when you have an instructional book that is so formal and makes everything seem easy and reality is absolutely not easy. So um, we spent about a year going back and forth trying to figure out who would be a good fit, trying to um, reach out to different illustrators. And this is kind of a time where, like, illustrators are really, um, really busy these days. So trying to find one that had a name of some sort and also had time to do it was really tricky. Um, And I had always wanted to go to Charles Santoso um, to illustrate, but my agent had a client who has already done a couple books with 
Charles. Um, so I was kind of holding off on asking for Charles um, because I thought, well, maybe I shouldn't, maybe my agent wouldn't like having like all these books by the same illustrator. So, um, but eventually I finally, we got to a point where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to ask. And uh, it was really exciting because my editor was really excited about it. Their team was excited about it there and uh, Charles was available. So it worked out really well in the end. Um, but yeah, it took a year to get him um, signed on. And then it took another year for Charles to be able to start. Um, so it, it was a very long process, just waiting mostly, um, to get started with the illustration. Um, and then once, um, once he was able to start, we got, um, you start with a, a sketch dummy. So you have, um, the illustrator goes through and just creates like really rough sketches of the book just to kind of see like, here's our direction. Here's what I'm thinking. And, uh, I think the original sketch dummy, I remember seeing it and thinking this, this is not funny enough yet. And one of the things that I really had to sit with and think about, and I talked to my agent about it for a while and my editor. And what we really realized was that it was, the original sketches seemed too literal to the text. It was missing that contradiction in it. And uh, so we, uh, my editor talked to Charles about it and um, we went back and forth for a while. And then like, he just like hit it out of the park. Then he like, once like he really picked up on that contradiction, um, it really just took on this, its own life because he brought a whole another storyline to it that I hadn't really thought about. Um, like if you see, like if you open the book, the um, end pages, you start with um, the dragon is running almost like a puppy. <laughs> and it's, um, and so it really looks like this little dog and he has this, uh, it, it has a lot of like influences from like having a dog, but also it being kind of childlike. So he really, he brought some like really fun humor to it that, um, yeah, I could never have imagined, but he was just fantastic. So, oh, that's yeah. great. Um, and the the book was um, came out a couple of weeks ago, February twelfth. Yeah. Um, have you been um, excited about the response it's received so far? Yeah, it's uh, it's gotten some um, pretty good responses. It's been really it's been exciting. It's been nice to. Uh, for something that's just taken so long to get out in the world. And I've had a lot of people who have been like, where is it? Why isn't it out yet? So it's been, it's definitely been an interesting process kind of educating people in like how long it does take and like why it's taking so long is the big question people usually are asking. So having it out in the world and having like a team behind me, that's just a family and friends that are just, so excited for me and for this um for this book was has just been really exciting to be able to share it with everyone so yeah it's been it's been really good <laughs> dare i ask are you are you working on a follow-up or ideas uh, brewing around <laughs> um i i always have ideas for a follow-up but i'm also working on a few other projects i have um a book that's actually coming out in sometime in the next year with um, a different imprint. It's called uh, uh, Avenue A Books. Um, and they have, they just created a new uh, graphic novel line, which is um, used in classrooms. And the idea behind all the graphic novels is 
a focus on uh, social emotional learning and development. So, um, so I worked on a picture book with them, which is called um, Charlie and the Octopus. And it's basically the concept is the main character, Charlie, goes to the aquarium and an octopus follows him home and chaos ensues and he has to figure out what to do about that. Hmm. Um, and it's especially kind of um, tricky for him because octopuses can camouflage. So <laughs> it becomes very complicated. <laughs> um, and yeah, and it's uh, illustrated by uh, Larissa uh, Moran, who is um, an amazing illustrator. She uh, um, she used to illustrate for Nickelodeon at one point, so she brings like such a fun and different perspective to the art that I haven't seen. Um, so I'm really excited for that. That'll be really fun. Oh, that's great. Can you talk a little bit about uh, what you have planned for uh, for Slow on March 24th? I guess uh, this, this party with what. Uh, what's going to be happening. <laughs> sure. Um, so I, uh, I was talking to the ladies there and saying um, what I'd like to do, which is something that I feel like I um, didn't know as someone who, before I wrote a book, before I worked in publishing, I really didn't understand like the behind the scenes of what goes into making a book. So we'll be kind of taking a look at some of the different steps, maybe some of the sketches and just, um, an inside look of how it came to be, um, which is something that I feel like most people um, don't always get the opportunity to see um, the early stages of a book to when it becomes the final book. I think it's really fun to see that. So um, we'll be doing that and there'll be um, some activities and uh, a book signing and some light refreshments. And yeah, it should be fun. It should be a good, a good time. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Um, and then Rebecca question I ask our guests toward the end, um, is a, you know, talk about a book or books that have impacted, uh, their lives, either, either they read as a child and has continued to impact them or something that maybe they've read more recently. Um, is there a, you know, or, or there, I know you said you read, have read a lot, read a lot. Um, are there books or books that have, um, made an impact on you? Um, yeah, I, I mean, there are so many, but, um, I think, um, I think one of the ones that always sticks with me is Amelia Bedelia books. I absolutely love, um, the humor in those and the wordplay. I just, I think it kind of, um, the style of humor, it just kind of speaks to the type of writing that I do in general now with, um, uh, writing picture books. Um, I also love, um, like Shel Silverstein books, like Where the Sidewalk Ends and A Light in the Attic, because the 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 text is so um, so fun and light, but also you have this these illustrations that have their own humor to it. So it's just really um, it's just so I love those books so much, yeah, <laughs> and a, I think um, I love, yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> they're so fun, uh, and I think like one other one that makes me. One that I've, I'm always telling people about is actually, it's called The Jolly Postman. I don't know if you know that book. Mm. Um, it's basically a postman who goes and um, delivers letters to all these different fairy tale characters. And it each page is actually a, a physical envelope that you can take 
um, the letters out of and different. One of them has like an actual five pound note in it. Um, and it just feels so special. I just remember that getting that from the library. And I remember, um, there was like a huge waiting list for that all the time because it just, it's such a neat book. Um, and yeah, it's, it's one of those ones that like, I love sharing with people. So yeah, there's so many books. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's great. Well, Rebecca, Hey, thank you so much. Congratulations on the book. And we can't wait to see you back at SCLO on uh, March 24th, where we can uh, celebrate, celebrate your uh, debut picture book. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. March 24th, we'll run, welcome Rebecca Rome back to State College and back to SCLO as she brings her book Dragons Get Colts 2. It should be a fun afternoon with activities of you know, her book and discussing her book and a book signing. So again, Sunday, March 24th, starting at 2.30 p.m. in our community room. Other events coming up on uh, sun- Saturday, March 16th, the next Glow Labs, uh, starting at 10.30 a.m. in the Muster Room. It'll deal with photo storage solutions, so if your devices, your smartphones are getting filled up with your photos, we'll present some ideas on what to do so you don't necessarily need to get a new phone. Winter reading is getting into its final weeks. It wraps up on Sunday, March 31st, so still time to to finish up and log on and go on your quests and finish your goals. And actually, it's still time probably to enter. You can still enter it and still have a chance to win some prizes. Again, it finishes up on Sunday, March 31st. On Monday, March 25th, it'll be the first day that you can register. Kids can register for the April Book Club. This is for ages 0 to 12. And registration opens on Monday, March 25th at reading.sclolibrary.org. Uh, set goals for the number of books your kids want to read or have read to them since it's for ages 0 to 12. And it goes throughout the month. So meet your goal by Tuesday, March 30th to earn a prize book and be entered into a drawing to win a wooden castle. Center County Reads, of course, is continuing with Vulture by Katie Fallon. Uh, Of course, her visit is on Thursday, April 4th, but there is an event on Sunday, March 31st, Meet the Creek, and this is at Shavers Creek, and of course, with the book Vulture, this will be very uh, appropriate. Uh, You can join uh, Center County Reads at Shavers Creek to, they've expanded, obviously, from last year, and you'll get to meet some of the Raptors they have there, so that'll be a great event. It's at 2.30 p.m. Sunday, March 31st, uh, at Meet the Creek at Shavers Creek, part of the Center County Reads programs. And, of course, we have uh, everything on our website, sclolibrary.org. The March-April e-newsletter went out a couple weeks ago. If you don't receive it and would like to, contact someone in patron services to get your email in our on our list, and you can receive it. That has plenty of events. We have research on plugs going to be starting up in April. We'll be getting into that in a little bit later in a future episode. Uh, some great spring events coming up. Sclolibrary.org, our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And we hope you're enjoying these podcasts. And until next week, we hope to see you at Sclo Library.